0: Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. It is 410 here in Northeast Pennsylvania, 74 degrees and mostly sunny. You can listen to the Rob O'Donnell Show anywhere. on You get your apps, listen anywhere on the Odyssey app. You can listen uh, wherever you get your favorite podcast. You can also hear us terrestrially at uh, 103.1 FM, 910, 980, 1300 AM. The Rob O'Donnell Show is brought to you by Road Scholar Transport. You have a unique shipping need, and Road Scholar has unique shipping solutions. Dry van, temperature controlled, and high security are just a few. Visit roadscholar.com. Big event also going on today after the Rob O'Donnell Show starting at 7 o'clock. WILK knows that talk has the power to save lives. Join us for Odyssey's I'm Listening, our national conversation about mental health on Wednesday September 20th from 7 to 9 p.m. right after, well, an hour after my show. For two hours, we'll be joined by the biggest names in music, news, and sports, pop singer-actress Selena Gomez, singer-songwriter Ed Sheeran, country artist Jelly Roll, singer-TV talk show host Kelly Clarkson. I'm listening will include conversations with mental health professionals. They will share their mental health and suicide prevention expertise and resources to listeners. Find out more at I'mListening.org. You're not alone. Join us for I'm Listening Live on WILK News Radio or on the Odyssey app. And it should be a good resource. You know, maybe you get something out. of it. And if you get anything out of it, it's worth it. You know, people are suffering all over, and uh, like I said, everything's going to be okay. Put it in perspective. Move forward. Learn from the experience. It's a great, uh, great time to do that. Seeing uh, some things now, you know, these, I, these. I have my iPad with me. I have my iPhone. I have the computer. As I talk, I'm sure they're listening because, of course, I get a pop up that says, uh, "Why we are cautiously optimistic about Disney's new multi billion dollar theme park investment." Yes, uh, Disney is looking. To invest billions of dollars in expanding their theme parks. Um, I'm not really going to get into the details now, but does that show that, yeah, that maybe they are looking to get away from something like news and focus on their theme parks, which have, have suffered? Something else popped up, which will benefit you if you live or are a resident of Lackawanna County. They're having a tire recycling event for the end of September all the way in through the first week of October multiple locations all drop-off locations are sites are open to all Lackawanna County residents. This is a residential and non-commercial event and no oversized tires. Now there's a fee. you have uh, four dollars for clean tire and no rim. you have five dollars for dirty and no rim. And you have $10 for a tire with a rim. Now, this is going to be cash only. And again, this is uh, in coordination with their uh, West Nile Virus Control Program. Get rid of those stagnant water that sits in these tires on your property, especially if they don't have a rim. But it looks like September 30th, they're going to have an event at PNC Field from 9 to 1. September 30th, Clark Summit Borough from 12 to 3. October 4th in Blakely Borough from 8 to 4. October 4th at PNC Field again from 3 to 6. October 5th in Dixon City Borough from 10 to 2. October 5th in Mayfield Borough from 3 to 6. October 6th in Dixon City Borough from 8 to noon. October 7th in Blakely again from 8 to noon. And October 7th, the City of Scranton from 10 to 2. I've reposted this on my social media. Again, you can also go to Lackawanna County's Facebook page to see it there as well. Uh, it's a good event. you know. If you have these tires on your property, get rid of them. You know, Throw them in your trunk. Throw them in your pickup. Throw them wherever you need to throw them. Get them down there, just a couple bucks to get rid of them. They're no longer a problem. You're not harvesting mosquitoes on your property. You'll benefit from it. So uh, one of the good events that I've seen from Lackawanna County, so let's do that like to see more electronic recycling, too. That's been a pain to get rid of that stuff. But we'll see. Um, there's been a special election in Pennsylvania for the House, and the Democrats retain a narrow control of uh, the Pennsylvania House after this special election. Voters in Pittsburgh on Tuesday elected former congressional aide Lindsey Powell. Powell's victory gives Democrats a 102 to 101 majority in the House. Republicans have a 28 to 22 majority in the Senate, creating a divided legislature that has kept Democrats from passing priorities. And again, this is the Pennsylvania House in Harrisburg. It's kept Democrats from passing priorities, such as broadened protections for LGBTQ plus people. This is a priority in Pennsylvania. Gun control measures. Excuse me, I had a pop up come up. Uh, gun control measures and Republican from wins on issues including school vouchers. So then this is coming from the associated press. Here's the two priorities on, on either side. You have the priorities on the Democrats on broadening protections for LGBTQ plus people and gun control measures, and Republicans from getting school vouchers so kids can go to other school districts and that uh, when their own are failing them. And I'd like someone in Pennsylvania to tell me where someone who's LGBTQ plus in Pennsylvania does not have the protections that everybody else has. If you're talking about they can't go into a bathroom of their choice, well, okay, neither can I, or I shouldn't be able to. Again, manufactured issues. And, and I forget which politician. It was, it was, oh, the New York governor. The New York governor posted something about how there's the attack on the LGBTQ community in New York. And, again, I pulled up the bias crime stats for New York City, the largest police department in the world. And there have been 10 reports this year for crimes against LGBTQ community, transgender community. Ten crimes and five arrests made. So, again, they're making this stuff up as they go along. There's no attack on the transgender community. There's no—people are standing up for their rights because you cannot give someone rights that discriminate against someone else. It's as simple as that. But school vouchers, you know, something the governor, Democrat governor— promised he wanted to put through in a pilot program millions of dollars to start this program to let's let's try it out and the democrats stood in the way of that they'd rather your kids go to failing school districts the divided legislature has also meant republican senators have to have been unable to take the voters proposed constitutional amendments limiting the governor's powers and implementing voter id most recently the division has mired the state in a two month budget stalemate after negotiations soured over education funding, in part because of the voucher debate. We've talked about this. Pal identified, and this is the new representative from Pennsylvania, Pal identified affordable and dignified housing, a strong local economy, and community assets such as robust recreation centers, libraries, and strong infrastructure as top issues. Housing, she said, was in particular concern. People feel displaced by rising costs and seniors want to stay in their homes. I'm grateful as someone who's been a lifelong public servant. This is the highest honor of my life. I am so excited to be able to work on behalf of every single one of us, she said in an interview Tuesday night. PAL32 is the Director of Workforce Strategies for Innovate PGH Pittsburgh, a public-private partnership aimed at making the city a leading technical hub. She previously worked in Washington, D.C. for U.S. Senator Chuck Schumer and Representative Hakeem Jeffries. I joke, but truly I've had the honor of holding every job in government except this one, she said previously. Powell will fill the vacancy left by progressive Democrat Sarah Inamarto who resigned in July to pursue local office in Allegheny County. She defeated Republican Erin Connolly, Authorithe, Autenreith, in a heavily Democrat district. Autenreith said in a phone interview Tuesday night that she hopes the legislature takes her top priorities, funding for police, improvements in education, and increasing jobs in Allegheny County. She hopes to continue working with Republican candidates in her role as Republican Committee Chair... In Shaler, The House is due back at the Capitol next week to resume work on a long-overdue state budget. Though Powell's victory may not be certified until early October, a spokesperson for the county said. Majority Leader Representative Matt Bradford said, fellow Democrat lawmakers, welcome Powell to the House, and we look forward to continuing our work as the majority to move our Commonwealth forward. So uh, that's what we get here and it looks like when they come back they will try and button up our state budget I know there were questions about that yesterday on the show where it stood well that's where it stands it's still in limbo two month budget stalemate and it's basically over education funding these vouchers and such like that I know there was a lot of uh, you know some of the college funding that was in question but they will you know after their vacation this summer they're on vacation so we can't expect them to do much After their vacation, maybe they'll get to the business of uh, completing the budget, which is their constitutional duty to do, probably their most primary duty. And how many times over the past decade have they failed to reach that or brought it right to the time limit? And then it's hurry up and wait. We have to settle for things that we really don't want. That's politics for you. They're doing us a favor by doing their primary function. Where else? I mean, I looked, even the U.S., across America, in Washington. They've balanced the budget twice in my lifetime. Twice. It's their primary function of Congress outside of making the laws. To create a budget. To pass a budget. To balance a budget. They've done it twice in my lifetime. In probably your lifetime. That's incredible. Where else could you be successful in your job twice in 60 years and still have a job and again you have someone like speak uh, former speaker nancy pelosi running for her fifth decade i mean i've said this last or late last week is there anyone that even if you love your job do you want to work there for five decades i don't know many people who would So, there's a reason, money and power, they want to stay at these positions. Money and power. Has nothing to do with doing our business, has nothing to do with making the country better. It's all about money and power. It's 422 here at WILK. We'll be back with the Rob O'Donnell show in just a minute.
1: This Pentella Data internet traffic update brought to you by Bloom Pools. We have no reports of any accidents on our interstates. 81 is looking good. 80, 84, 380, 476 to PA Turnpike. We're not getting any reports in the northeast region of any kind of major mishap. Now, construction on River Street and Plains might hold you up just a bit and Route 6 and 11 in Clark Summit. There seems to be some delays between the Abington Shopping Center and Grove Street. Whenever you see a traffic problem, call or Jamline 570 883 7269. Nikki Stone,
0: W I L K traffic. Thank you, Nikki. Here's the Storm Tracker 16 forecast from Chief Meteorologist Kurt Aaron. Tonight, a few clouds, low 46. Thursday, lots of sunshine, high 74. Friday, mix of sun and clouds, high 70. Saturday, mostly cloudy and breezy with showers possible. High 68. Sunday, partly sunny and breezy at times. High 73. It's currently 74 degrees and sunny here at your official weather station at 427 WILK We're going to keep going there. And I, I can't get into my computer for some reason. Hang on. I'll get it. I'll get it. I, I was uh, did a post earlier. I did some research on these continuing resolutions because that is what they are threatening us With, again, the shutdown—here we go, I got it now—the shutdown for the continuing resolutions. There has been 47 continuing resolutions between fiscal year 2010 and 2022, and an additional three so far in 2023. A balanced budget would take away the weaponization, fundraising, political fodder from politicians— leaving them to focus on non-manufactured issues like the debt, inflation, immigration reform, Social Security, and Medicare. Broken and failing systems. They're all broken and failing systems that need fix, legitimate fix, something they surely don't want to focus on in their perpetual election cycles. The primary job of Congress is to provide a balanced budget but they have failed miserably on this issue. Like I said, only successfully balancing a budget twice in the past 60 years, 1968 and 1998. 98 was under Bill Clinton with a Republican Speaker of the House, Newt Gingrich. They compromised. They came to it. Now, both the Government Accountability Office, economy experts, economists, says there's no way to balance the budget unless you raise taxes. We have to cut spending and raise taxes. That's the only way we can balance the budget in this day and age. We, we've pushed it to that extent. Now, let's ask. If you failed at your primary job function for 60 years, would you still have a job? Would I have a job? And if you go on how long they've last, what they've done, you know, it breaks it down. And I also put this on my social media. So you can see it for yourself. You have the links. You could read it. There's a graph there that shows the continuing resolutions. Because it's exactly that. They want to talk about. They want to blame each other for this continuing shutting down the government. They want to shut down. The Republicans want to shut down the government. The Democrats want to shut down the government. Joe Biden wants to shut down the government. 47 since 2010. Plus the three, so we're at 50. From 2010 until currently in 2023. 50 times there's been continuing resolutions. The only reason we need a continuing resolution is because there's no budget. Again, their primary function, Congress. The departments give their needs to the president. The president comes up to a draft budget. It goes to the Senate and the House. They work on their budgets. They vote on them. Congress passes a budget. Only twice in our lifetime. And again, manufactured. The continuing resolution. Fight over money. Pointing fingers at each other. Let's have a circus. That's all this is. It's a circus to distract you from, like I said, non-manufactured real issues, debt, inflation, immigration reform, Social Security, Medicare. Every one of those systems are broken and failing. Social and Medicare are insolvent in 10 years. The immigration reform, we've seen the mess that is. And that isn't even the current process of not securing the border. I'm talking about reforming the system. Putting something in place that works for all Americans, not this free for all we have now, not these billions of dollars in debt that it's putting us in. And again, it's be careful what you wish for. Because there is no balanced budget without cutting things and raising taxes. That's just a fact, that's just the way it is. And by cutting things, it doesn't have to necessarily be what they want to use and weaponize. It's not well. We're going to cut Social Security. We're going to cut Medicare. How about cutting, sending billions of dollars to other governments? How about we start with those things? How about we start with the nonsense of funding, you know, health labs around the world? There's plenty of stuff to cut that doesn't affect our grandparents, our parents, our kids, our education, our systems as a whole. We could shore up. Medicare and Social Security. You just need people with the fortitude to do it who can stand up to the abuse when the other side tries to attack them for it. For having good natured reasons to fix these systems. 50 continuing resolutions since 2010, three of them just in 2023 alone. And this is all we hear about from these politicians on the news. This side wants to shut down the government, this side wants to shut down the government. We need a continuing resolution. We need to spend more. We've spent a trillion more dollars to our national debt in the past three months alone. This isn't an unlimited supply. Sooner or later, we hit the wall. Are we going to be at the wheel when it hits the wall? It's 4.32 here at WILK. We'll be back with after the news with Paul Michaels. You're with the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. It is 4.39, 74 degrees and sunny. It's the point of the show where we honor our heroes across America who made the ultimate sacrifice. 76 police officers made the ultimate sacrifice on this day throughout history. Four from here in Pennsylvania. I'm going to start off with the policeman Thomas Tom Bisco, The Franklin Borough Police Department, 1927. Both Tom Biscoe and policeman Charles Cormanic both succumbed to gunshot wounds, sustained the previous day while attempting to arrest a man for beating his wife. Corporal Benjamin J. McAvoy, Pennsylvania State Police, 1923, was injured after being struck by a vehicle while assisting a stranded motorist. He was removed to the hospital where he died of his injuries two days later. Deputy Constable John Leinhart, Pennsylvania State Constable, Somerset County, 1898, was shot and killed by a suspect while serving an eviction notice at a home in Garrett, Pennsylvania. That was the subject of a family dispute. Prior to killing, the Deputy Constable, Linehart, the suspect shot and killed the civilian who was doing work on the property. Police Officer Peter P. Dillon, Allegheny City Police Department of Pennsylvania, 1894, was electrocuted when he came in contact with Charged Wire that he was attempting to remove from the street at the intersection of Ohio Street and East Street at approximately 3 a.m. And those are our four from our area here in Pennsylvania. And again, as always, our thanks go out to all the first responders in our area and across America, our EMTs, our paramedics, our flight surgeons, our helicopter medvacs, our fire and our uh, police out there. Our thanks go to you each and every day. It is uh, 4.41 here at WILK. Time for traffic and weather.
1: It is so quiet out there. <laughs> it's scary. This Pentelidata Internet traffic update, there are no accidents, no major backups. Construction doesn't seem to be screwing anything up at the moment. It looks pretty good. A little bit of heavy traffic on East Main Street, Route 11 in Plymouth. Kaiser Avenue right around the Morgan Highway is bumper to bumper, and the road work on North River Street and Plains slows you down just a tad. But other than that, eh, nothing to speak of. Whenever you see a traffic problem, call our jam line, 570-883-7269. Nikki Stone, WILK Traffic.
0: Thank you, Nikki. Here's the Storm Tracker 16 forecast from Chief Meteorologist Kurt Aaron. Tonight, a few clouds, low 46. Thursday, lots of sunshine, high 74. Friday, mix of sun and clouds, high 70. Saturday, mostly cloudy and breezy with showers, possible high 68. Sunday, partly sunny and breezy at times, high 73. It's currently 74 degrees and sunny here. At 442 at your official weather station, WILK. You're with the Rob O'Donnell Show here on WILK News Radio. It is 446, 74 degrees and sunny. You can call or text the show at 570 883 0098. Let's go to the phone now with the always cheerful Lorraine from Hazleton on dress codes. Lorraine, how are you?
2: Rob, how are you? Good. That's good. Yes, I've been holding back and I want to get this off of my chest, um, about Schumer, relaxing the dress code. Well, first of all, we all know uh, that it was to uh, give Fetterman a pass. I think it would have been much easier to pull Fetterman aside, quietly tell him, look, you better wear a suit, because you talked about circuses before. Well, this has turned into a circus. And listen, when you're on the house floor, or, or Senate floor, I should say. You're supposed to, even if you don't act the part, represent the part, you, you know what I mean? Portray the part you're supposed to be. And I'll tell you, the other evening when I was going through the television stations, I came across Jesse Waters. Now, I don't watch him, but Fetterman was on there, and I don't know who was interviewing him. I, I don't know. But uh, Fetterman said about the, the rest, code should be a bipartisan thing. And I thought, did I hear right? And then all of a sudden, I don't know who it was that asked Federman a question. I, I guess it had to do with the Republicans. And Fetterman, I'm not going to say what he said, but he said, well, the Republicans should, and it wasn't the F word, but he said they should H another poll. And he walked away, and I thought, what did I just hear? I didn't hear anybody else comment about that. But for a, uh, a senator to say something like that, I think it was awful.
0: Yeah, he's trying to live up to his persona of, the, you know, this tough guy from Pennsylvania, the, the the everyday worker, the everyday person, which he's never really worked a private job in his life. He's always worked and, you know, lived off his family, worked in, uh, you know, public office as, as the mayor of Braddock, um, you know and if you go back to look at what he did there, his success there is no success story for the for Braddock or his mayorship. He basically gained a lot of property with these made not for profits out there and then Lieutenant governor you know was a big thing going from from area to area talking about legalizing marijuana and now here he is voted as the senator, and he's the oh. laughing stock of the Senate of the nation and he's making Pennsylvania and our voters. The laughing stock. I didn't vote for him, so I'm not responsible for him. But yeah, I'm from Pennsylvania, so believe but me, it does reflect on he, all of us. He,
2: and normally, I don't have a judgment. I don't get political, you know that. But he looks evil. He looks evil. I. Oh my gosh! I just shook my head. I thought, wow, we. And then people make excuses for him. Oh God, help me, Rob. Oh yeah, yeah.
0: Well, you know his his medical issues aside. That's um, right. He, his I agree. medical issues aside, he really has. A, he, he's got an an educa He's, he's Harvard educated, um, but he's never done anything with it. He he's never and, he he's never prospered as as an individual in the workforce. He's always been you know what he is now, a, a leech off a public service, and, and you know he is wrong, what he is.
2: The they're using the stroke as an excuse. No, 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 no. There's no signs of a stroke that I see. This is. The, the person talking and acting the way he is, uh-uh. I don't buy that.
0: No, he, he, he definitely does. I, I've seen it. Um, yeah, he does talk the way he talks, and he right. has been like that before the stroke. That, that's right. But, uh, you know, that doesn't negate his his foul language and the way he's trying to be a tough guy on social media. All of a sudden, whoever's writing his his social media posts. Um, again, listen. He, he's a, he's a reflection of Pennsylvania across the nation, and I hope Pennsylvanians who voted for him are proud of themselves. That's right. Yeah. Right, All right Lorraine. Will you try and have a good day, and remember, it's going to be okay.
2: Well, if you say so, I hope so. There it is.
0: Don't worry about it. It will get better.
2: I uh, before it gets worse.
0: huh? <laughs> it could, but it'll always get better. Don't worry you know, about like that, Lorraine.
2: They used to say, "Rob, Rob, before you go, it'll get better before you get married." They used to say when you have a boo boo. <laughs>
0: I appreciate that. Thanks. You have a great night, Lorraine.
2: Okay. You too. So long.
0: Thank you. And in uh, today in history, today is National String Cheese Day, National Punch Day, Pepperoni Pizza Day, National Tradesman Day, and National School Backpack Awareness Day. National School Backpack Awareness Day? That's funny because it's a day and age where they don't even allow backpacks in school anymore. You have to get a clear backpack to go into stadiums or or whatever that is. Um, Let's go to the phone again. We have uh, L from Wayne County on Fetterman. L, I got about a minute. What do you got on Fetterman?
3: Okay, well, first of all, when I saw him picketing with UAW, I thought to myself, first of all, I don't think he should even be doing that because— when I worked part-time at the post office, and they were picketing, the, the, the postal workers were picketing because we were going to lose the uh, the Wooksbury postmark. And I said, well, I'm part-time. Can I picket? They said, no, you can't. And I was a part-time employee at the time. And so when I saw him picketing with you, UAW, I said, wait a minute. I don't think he should even be there doing that one way or the other, you know either you know what I'm saying he shouldn't have been on that picket line I didn't think that was right and then the next next thing you know we hear this about he won't wear the suit well I'll tell you what if he was in the military he'd be wearing a suit he would be wearing the the garb that you're supposed to have on so what does this really, say? really think oh, well, about we, we
0: know he'd never be in the military. That's just not, he's never even held a, a private job. So, uh, well, I know. you know, let, let's. I know,
3: but, but I mean, uh, for him to take a stance and say he's not going to do it, I mean, if he was, if, if, if a girl was running for Miss USA, they would have to wear the gown, the bathing suit. They would have to do the procedure.
0: Yeah, well, I don't know. That's, that's going to be subject to, to change lately, too. And, and I agree, there's a dress yeah. code for a reason. Schumer is wrong in, uh, Laxing it, and um, you know whether we're getting the the fallout from it. But again, this is done for a reason to right. take the focus on what's really there. They want to point fingers. They right. want people talking about this because we are when we're about to shut down the government because they right. don't know how to do their job and, and get a budget. La, appreciate I you, know. call. Thank you.
3: Thank you. Thank you.
0: It is 4:53 uh, here at WILK. We'll be back in just a minute. You're with the Rob O'Donnell Show here on WILK News Radio, 103.1 FM, 910, 980, 1300 AM, or anywhere on that Odyssey app. It is 4:56 here at the station. 74 degrees and sunny. Well, with all the talk about politics and uh, people not doing their jobs in Harrisburg or Washington. Let's add this on to it. NASA predicts a large asteroid could smash into Earth in 159 years. NASA scientists have predicted there's a chance that a massive asteroid they have been tracking could smash into the Earth in the year 2182, potentially devastating an area the size of Texas. Bennu, a near-Earth object, orbits the Earth roughly every six years and has been in the space agency's radar since 1999, when it was first discovered. There have been three close encounters involving Bennu. This is the asteroid name, I guess. In 1999, 2005, and 2011, scientists said, on September 25th, 2135, Bennu will make a close flyby past Earth, and it has a minuscule chance of passing through the gravitational keyhole that would put the space rock on a collision course for the planet in 2182, 159 years from now. Now, a paper from the uh, science team gives Bennu just a 1 in 2,700 chance. Now, that's not crazy odds, 1 in 2,700 of impacting the Earth on September 24th, 2018. 182. And again, this is dependent on it. When it comes by in 2135, the gravitational pull alters its course, which they said is possible, and then bringing it to uh, the ability to smash into Earth in 2182. It's got a 1 in 2700 chance. Now, the impact of the asteroid, which is about a third of a mile wide, could ravage a massive area of Earth's surface and unleash the energy of roughly 22 atomic bombs, according to Earth.com. The blast would still only be a fraction of the impact of the giant asteroid believed to have wiped out the dinosaurs 66 million years ago, which is estimated to be have been about six miles wide. Again, this is a third of a mile wide. The uh, Origin Spectral... Interpretation Resource Identification Security Explorer briefly landed a craft on Banu and collected about two pounds of rock and dirt samples in 2020. They will be landing those samples, expected to crash land in Utah on Sunday, this Sunday. Astrophysicist Hakeem Oileksi told the outlet, the completion of a seven-year mission will change what people know of the origins of our solar system. So we'll get to get the samples uh, on Sunday when uh, that craft crash lands in Utah where it took samples of the asteroid as it flew by. Science is crazy, but they still can't balance a budget. It's 5 o'clock here on WILK News Radio, the Rob O'Donnell Show. We'll be back after the top of the hour. Stay with us.